Welcome to the Bridging the Generation podcast. I am your host, Malak Arif, and today I have a very, very, very special guest. Now, before I even get started, I'm going to need you guys to hit that like. Welcome to the Bridging the Generation podcast. I am your host, Malak Arif, and today I have a very, very special guest. Now, before I even get started, please smash that like button. Subscribe if you haven't already. Share and comment down below again. Smash that like button. Uh, subscribe if you haven't already. Share and comment down below. We gotta get this engagement up. It's very important as far as this YouTube algorithm. And I'm gonna give you guys a second to go ahead and knock that out right now. Okay, okay, okay. Again, my name is Malak Ari. You are watching Bridging the Generation podcast, and today, like I said, I have a very, very very special guest now this brother straight out of grand rapids michigan has been one of my favorite rappers in the game for the past 10 years i mean he came in the game uh with his brother uh la the doc man right after uh la the doc man um he, he uh, collaborated with uh, uh, the legend dj drama i uh, was signed to a major and then he uh kind of re- reinvented it reinvented himself with the assist uh the help or the assist from uh, The Alchemist. Uh, throughout the past, uh, i say 10, 11 years, man, he's a collaborative artist. Uh, again, like Alchemist, uh, Fabulous, DJ Muggs, uh, West Side Gun, Con- Conway the Machine, Edo, uh, Mayhem Loren, uh, V Don. I mean, the list goes on. All the who's who of the, the dopest MCs in the game, this brother has worked with. I mean, Spitter Andretti. <laughs> I can keep going. So, you know, um, this brother also is a very savvy business mind. He has a very savvy uh, business mind. Uh, different uh, outside ventures such as his uh, multi-forget uh, wine. Uh, he also has a multi-forget uh, bar uh, that just opened up in uh, his uh, native hometown in Grand Rapids. Supposed to be opening, uh, supposed to be opening one up in uh, Ghana. I mean, his brother. Is doing some great things, man. He got investments. Uh, I mean, the list goes on. So, uh, with all that said, it is an honor and a privilege to introduce to the BTG platform the one, the only, the fly himself, Willie the Kid. Let's go. Bridging the Generation Podcast. I am your host, Malak Arif. And as you can see, man, I have Grand Rapids own the one and only, the fly himself, Willie yeah. the Kid. Man, what's going on, brother? It's cooler, man. Thanks for having me, man. Appreciate Not you a pleasure. shining some light this way, man. Let's chop it up. Nah, brother, the pleasure is on mine, man. I've been I've been a fan. I've been a fan for roughly, I say about 10, 11 years, man. And 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 you know, to have you on this platform and, and, and to look at your, um, you know, to look look at your your progress from 
when you first came in the game to where you at now, brother, it's nothing short of amazing, man. I appreciate that, man. Thank you, brother. I appreciate right. that. So look, yeah. with everything going on, man, I want to, uh, you know, how have you been maintaining with this whole COVID-19 nonsense? I know I know it's affected tours and things like that, man. Uh, you know, yeah. are you, are, are you uh, you know, like a, um, you know, like a, a live performer, you know, what you, you enjoy live shows? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely enjoy live shows. We just had a big show in Chicago, uh, me and Rock Marciano, right before the COVID hit. And that mm. was that was actually like a like a test run for us to go on the road. We was going to do some dates together, you know, and that was like our inaugural, you know, experience to see how that was going to play out. Okay. And um, yeah, man, that like that was like December, I think. And then everything mm. started to get weird around March. So we never got to. You know, roll it out for the spring like we plan to. Even okay. um, I got a I got an album I did it's called The Living Daylights Two, and me and my man Bronze Nather is we had some we had some dates lined up for Europe for you know mm. we did Living Daylights we did Living Daylights One and we're working on Part Two right now and we're supposed okay. to drop it in time to go on the road spring 2020 and tour Europe with it, but the COVID is, so we ain't getting a chance to get busy. You know, mm. I remember the I remember the. Uh, the living daylights, right? I remember that. Uh, the, the, what, yeah. I think 2013, 2014. Yeah, the, last time you, you got the first one. Yeah, yeah. So we're trying to do a sequel to that, and people asking me about it. Where is it coming out? When is it coming out? Yeah. But the COVID kind of yeah. made it like, not only is it affecting the shows, but it's affecting the albums because I don't want to release that and I can't go on tour with it. So you know, okay. timing. I heard. I, I heard timing. being, being yeah. like a, being an artist, man. Timing is everything. Yeah, absolutely, bro. Like, okay, so look, look, let's get into it, man. Like, you know, I, I feel like you have a very interesting story, man. It's a reason. Like, my platform, we may not be the biggest platform, man, but the artists that I have on here, man, are very, very unique, man. I feel like you're one of those one of one artists, man. There's only one like I appreciate it. Thank you know, you, so I want to go back to the beginning, man. Like your origins, man. You know, talk about you know, you're originally from Grand Rapids, man. You know, what was it like growing up in uh Grand Rapids? um you know it's a small midwestern town it's the second biggest city in the state of michigan so detroit is the biggest city and grand rapids the second largest um industrial town blue collar town you know what i'm saying a lot of opportunity some some, some uh, colleges out there um you know that marginalized type of city where, where, where the black experience is different than a white experience traditionally no. you know and you got to find your way you know what i'm saying to, to to move beyond just what's in front of you in the neighborhood the right. same ideas, you know, the same things, the same, mm. the same evils that we deal with everywhere. It's even more so prevalent in Grand Rapids because we don't have the outlets, you know, we don't have mm. the alternatives. So it's like you gotta figure, you gotta figure this out, and, and, and you gotta figure it out for, for good, like for keeps. You know what I'm okay. saying? So okay. me just having different access, like my family's from New York, so I always was in New York all the time for summers and holidays yeah. and things of that nature. So I always knew bigger than just this midwestern town I was from. You know what I'm saying? So right, right, right. A lot of people didn't have that opportunity, so a lot of people had to really figure their way out the hard way. You know what I'm saying? And mm -hmm. you know, it wasn't a lot of opportunities for us in our communities, but we found our way. Now, now, I know you said you know, um, you, you know, you have family that's from New York. I know uh, your brother, man. Your brother's L.A. the Doc, man. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So I got you know, he he is my he was he was my introduction to you. You know, the first time, you know, so I remember seeing Good, you guys on, 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 on like MySpace and YouTube back in like late, yeah. the late you know, the late 2000, like 2008, yeah. 2009. That's so, dope. so, yeah. so, so, so let's, let's, uh, you know, take me back to when you like first got into hip hop because, you know, I know he's your older brother, man. So, so take me back, man. What was your, what was your entrance into hip hop, man? When did you become, 
not just a fan of the art form, but become a participant? Um, this is my father, actually. My father collected records and he used to DJ and stuff like that. Um, he was one of the guys in the neighborhood that like had everything first, like all of the music that came out first. And I was a gotcha. baby growing up in a household where hip hop was just a regular thing. Mm-hmm. Like he was the guy that used to take like vinyl and put the vinyls on cassettes, like mixtapes, basically, and giving the people in the neighborhood because everybody collected records, but like like his peers, you know what I'm saying, his, his friends and shit like that. They they collected records, but they didn't have a lot of cassettes. So he would go and take everything and put it from the vinyl to the tapes. And I grew up in a household like that. Okay. So hip hop was just a thing that I that I just you know gravitated to because that's the, that's what was done in the crib. You know what I'm saying? So my origins is basically being a baby. That's all I knew. I came up in it, and you know from being inspired to doing it to just to really doing it for real. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Natural, natural progression. Just picking up on what you're around. You know what I'm saying? Okay, okay. So, what was some of like your earliest influence, man? Because you know, when I look at your style, man, it's again, it's a style like no other, man. Yeah. Um. Like other musicians, you mean? Like uh, musical, uh, you know, hip hop artists, R and B artists, yeah. whatever. You know, so many. Because when I listen to you, you I, I hear so many different elements, man. And now hearing hearing yeah. you talk about your father. You know, introducing you to you know vinyl and things like that. Now I see why I get so many different uh, colors and flavors when I hear For your sure. music, man. So talk, so For talk sure. about some of your influences, like musical. Um, influences. Yeah, definitely, man. Like Wu Tang, definitely. And then like I was a big, big. I was like the kid that had like every Wu Tang poster, every Wu Tang yeah. Source magazine ad taped to my wall in my bedroom. You know what I'm saying? And I used so, to buy like so, CDs and buy them twice. So you, so you take yeah. the cover and then you like you like I keep one. Put it on your wall. Go, right. Put it on the wall. Like that. Yeah, you. Yeah. I just tear it. But I, but I, but I, on my wall, I did like the inside pictures, like this Cuban links. I did the picture with Ray with the coffee pot. You know what I mean? In the yeah. kitchen, I put that picture on the wall, not the cover. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I'll put I'll put that up. But I had the album okay. too. And it just so happened that my brother went and connected with the Wu. I was just about to say, a, man. Became an associate of them, but I was like yeah. already, like I didn't learn about them through my brother's association. Like I was a big fan of them, just period, being yeah. a little kid. And then okay. for him to get with them on some legit shit, it was like, it wasn't no better fit. You know what I'm saying? So Wu for sure, Tribe Called Quest for sure. Mm-hmm. I remember when Midnight Marauders and 36 Chambers came out the same, the same day. 93 and I have both that, that, that fall of 93. <laughs> I had a I had a disc man and I was I, I rotated those albums in my disc man. I'm talking about day and night, day and night, day and night, day and night. So Midnight Marauders and Cuba Links was like for me, like that was like that's where that's where I, I sort of built myself to be a, a participant uh-huh. and not just a listener. But the killer shit was like Nas, right? Nas mm. helped me a whole lot. Now, what we talking about? Ill- Illmatic, or we talk about it was written, man? Talking about both. <laughs> talking oh, about both. Nah, about both. I say, I say that, I say that because I, I interview a lot of different artists, and we, 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 yeah. we, 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 you know, we hold Illmatic to this high, you know, level, which we should, as we should. Yeah, yeah, but when, yeah. But as, as I talk to a lot of artists, man, come to find out. You know, a lot of them were fans of still Matt was uh fans of it was written. I'm gonna tell you why and it, then Illmatic. Like it myself. You, it depends on who you talk to, right? Mm-hmm. Like my man, like my like one of my business partners, my my best friend, Jonathan Jokes. We argue all the time about Illmatic versus it was written, right? Right. Now it depends on the person you're talking to, right? It's like saying for me, right? It's like saying 
the 2020 like like the 2022 bmw is better than the the 2018. Yeah. i would hope so you know what i'm saying yeah, like yeah. with the advancements in technology and the development right 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 you know oh, I, never, I, would, I never looked at it like that the refinement i would yeah. i would hope I would hope the genuine article gets more refined over time. I would hope yeah, so. Yeah. Illmatic can't be better than it was written if you measuring it on a scale of production. Production, right. Sequencing. Yeah, 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 just yeah. the whole involvement with you know with Steve Stout and, and it, I know, it was written was more like a movie to me. For it was sure. like a movie. And I and I know Columbia invested more money into Nas as an artist by the time it was time to do. Facts. You know, it was real. That's how he had Lauryn Hill on the first single. Mm-hmm. He didn't have Lauryn Hill or, or no artist of that caliber on yeah. Illmatic. Yeah. So yeah. it's kind of yeah. unfair to, to, yeah. to, to compare the two. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and I know Nas as a man, he was 19 when he did Illmatic. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, of course, fast forward, he was a little bit older in his 20s yeah. when he did written, yeah. made a lot of money, got famous. So that's it's a different person you hearing. Right. It's almost yeah. like comparing a son to a father. Totally. Like, exactly. It's like, okay, you know yeah. what I'm saying? You you can do that, but Without the father, wouldn't be the son. You know what I'm saying? Look at so the context. So that's what the context. So it depends on who you talk to. And then it's generational, right? Some people were young when it when Illmatic came out. So young that they can't even identify with that. But if you was old enough to get on a train or get on the bus, roll up, zone out with your headphones on, yeah, yeah. may have to go to school, may have to do certain things. That probably spoke different to you than if you was in the first grade when it came out. You know what I'm saying? Now you a little bit older, you, you can talk about them both, you know, respect respectively. It's just, it's just a difference. But I think um, back to what I was saying about Inspired, Illmatic inspired me a lot because I grew up in a, a challenging neighborhood, right? A lot of things were going on in the neighborhood, you know, whether it was guns and drugs and, you know, violence and things of that nature. But I wasn't personally the forerunner of any of that. Like, right, but my right. older homies, my, like, you know, people in my neighborhood, my big homies in it. My cousins, my peers, like niggas was doing some real things. Right. And I always said, I want to tell these stories, but I can never get on an album and lie and say, I'm doing these things. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? Because I wasn't. And I didn't feel comfortable saying, yo, I shot this or I, you know, I sold that. Because I didn't. You know what I'm saying? But people around me, that was a, that, like, that was, it was commonplace every day, all day. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing my, I'm seeing my friends might shoot, might get shot, might go to jail, might come. Different things happen. I want to tell these stories. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Now I feel you. When I heard, Illmatic, I discovered how to tell a story. You know what mm. I'm saying? I discovered how to be an author and a narrator instead of being the first person character in the story. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Nas gotcha. taught me that. I learned that. He he helped me develop a voice so much so it gave me the confidence to start writing my own music, talking about these things. And they have to be so you know, uh, inauthentic, and also not mm. to be so unrelatable. You know what I'm saying? Because I can go into, I can go forward with our artistry. I can take it away somewhere where, you know, only a select few can get it, which I probably yes. do anyway. But I figured out a way to, to, to make it more relevant. You know what no I'm doubt. saying? And Nas, and Nas taught me that with Illmatic, and then it was written as well. So, so, so definitely who tribe Nas for sure. You know what I'm no saying? Doubt. So what you think about Nas, man? He just won this uh, Grammy, man. You feel like it was long overdue, and he deserved it because I look at a lot of the guys, his runners-ups, man. I, I just interviewed um, King Crook. Um, last week, man, and he, he mentioned yeah. the allegory, you know, with Royce the Five Nine. But I, again, man, I, I feel like you really couldn't re- uh, go wrong, man, with 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 the the nominees this year. Not that yeah. you know, um, we really great. Not that we really hold the Grammys to the highest level, or whatever. But I, yeah. you know, what's your what's your take? Um, I'm a I'm, I'm a big like I said, Nas. Can't forget about Hove. Actually, no, absolutely. I can't I, I can't forget about Hove. Um. You know, woo, 
tribe, certain artists like that, it always feels good when I when I see somebody that inspired me that I know carry the torch for what for what I think our voice should be as a culture, get an award like that, mm -hmm. win a Grammy mm -hmm. and get acknowledged. I gotta say though, like the Hit Boy album is banging. I like it. I like it a lot. It's good to hear Nas speaking as the Nas of today and not right. trying to sound like an old 19 year old Nas. It's good right. to hear that. Right, right. One thing about me, even in my music, I don't, I don't particularly write music for uh, a younger generation. I, I, I was just about to ask. I was just about to say, man, like you, you have, uh, you, you have a very mature sound. For sure, I don't particularly make music for uh, a more self-destructive listener group. No doubt, no. Nah, um, exactly. I don't. It's certain. I, like my pen moves in a certain direction. I'm talking to a certain crowd. I'm talking to people who. Who aspire for more than just right in front of them? I'm talking to people who probably got two or three different mortgages and real responsibilities. You know mm, what I'm saying? People mm. who've been places and seen things. Exactly. People who can reflect on mistakes and, and also can uh teach those behind them how to move in the proper manner. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. People who uh who probably got shit in their name, people that own shit. You know what I'm saying? People who, who, who buy the building, you know what I'm saying? People who, exactly. who own. Like I, I talk, I, I'm talking to a particular listenership, and I know that. Saying all that to say, it's good to hear a mature Nas of today organically speak right. about what he's doing right now and getting out of war like that. Mm -hmm. And I'm just saying all that to say, I think what he's doing today as an investor, what he's doing with you know, under the VC auspice, yeah, investing in these startups and putting money into and getting these big returns, whether Leveling it's up. crypto, Leveling whether up. it's you know, yeah. whether it's liquor license spots, and I, I got a few myself. But, Oh yeah, we about we, well. we, we, we about to get into that. Yeah, into but that. I think what he's doing in that in that investor yeah. space as a business person, yeah. I hate to say it, but I love to say it at the same time. I think that's what made that particular album get the attention of the academy, and he got a word again. I, I agree. I, I say the same thing because it ain't the music. It ain't yeah. the music. This is, not, know, not, this is not his best album. It's not his best out. I love it. Don't get it confused. Yeah, yeah right, 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 right. But if it was about giving Nas a Grammy, he should have just got a Grammy for Blazer 50 alone. If it was, if it's about the music, you know what I'm exactly. saying? Like, exactly. he should have got a Grammy for, you know, the Poison record. You know what exactly. I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. with the Iverson jerseys. Let's go. Mm -hmm. If it's about the music, right, right, right. If it was about the music, he should have got a Grammy for mm -hmm. the world is yours. Like, that's yeah. a record. When I, when I was a young, young man. Right, right, right. The Pete Rock joint, it brings tears to my eyes of how beautiful it was. Mm. Like, you know what I'm saying? I was a little kid. I used to get emotional when I heard that song. It's a beautiful man, bro, record. You, say, you, say, you know what I'm saying? Like, back, man. You take, so you it ain't about the music. You know what I'm saying? So it ain't about the music. It's letting me know it's about what the portfolio can, you know what I mean, harness and produce and show the world beyond the music that gets these accolades. I learned the valuable lesson by seeing Nas get that Grammy. I learned a lesson in longevity, a lesson in consistency, and a lesson in staying true, but also the lesson that ain't about the music, which I already knew, but it's good to, it's good to get that confirmation in the form of a Grammy award for a legend, you know? No doubt, no doubt. Well, look, I gotta, uh, gotta take a break real quick. I just gotta say this, man, you know, to everybody that's watching, Please like, subscribe, comment down uh, below. We need engagement, man. This is an epic interview right here, man. I'm telling you, you guys, we got a lot more to come, a lot more great content. But, again, you're watching Willie the Kid, man. So you guys need to be taking notes, man. This is some epic content, man. We about to really get into it. So I just had to yes, say sir. that, brother. We about to really get into <laughs> it, man. I got I to remind the folks, man. So, so look, yeah, let's, let's – let's, um, 
you know let's let's shift gears a little bit man you know i remember when you came out like i said man 2008 2009 and and you was on you know with uh dj drama and the gangster yeah. mm-hmm. so you know i look at your, your your career like as if it was there was like two stages in your career and then there was a pivotal point where you kind yeah. of like you know things kind of changed so so talk to me about you know leading up to uh me and dj drama um the affiliates and that whole uh camp and and you know uh signing with warner asylum what was that you know what led up to that and what was that experience like for sure um man it's that, that's a broad question yeah just, <laughs> <laughs> just leaving man leaving <laughs> michigan and um going down to atlanta to go to college and you know uh you know being inspired to 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 want to you know get involved with music on a professional level after doing it so long as a youth not having again what i was saying about grand rapids not having an outlet to do it professionally mm-hmm. i knew in atlanta I, you know I'll, I'll find i'll find a way to get to it you know mm-hmm. and I, I get down there and i link up with don cannon um we started making music uh making a name for ourselves locally on on the college level and then eventually getting beyond the college and then him and drama had a relationship uh drama was no longer on the campus anymore but he's from the, he's from clark atlanta as well so his his network stems from there outside of atlanta as well so the same path that don was walking was walking in you know the path that drama was you know proceeding with so whatever so drama you know invested in don and dj sense as well invested in him being you know the young gunner coming off the campus and gave him opportunities and then he took me with him Okay. you know along the way so when drum looked out for him he looked out for me you know what i'm saying um we just started really growing this affiliates thing and then drop started gangster rails and it started really taking off at that point and then um, my man since got into a business role and sort of you know, did more with the management i brought my brother lie in to help sense with the business part and then um we secured some record deals drama got a deal with uh grand hustle with ti uh through atlantic and then you know warner was the machine that you know that, that we were part of and asylum was more of an incubation uh sector that they had and they had some indies there and we signed on that with our own imprint affiliates music group and then i was the leading artist uh from the imprint um i pretty much just you know helped develop that company from front to back i, you know, I remember being there before there was anything you know we saw us you know divvy up to split a pizza you know what i'm saying like shit like that so we went from just you know hustling and being young guys trying to find our way to get an opportunity and then we you know we got the opportunity and i came out as the premier artist and you know did okay. some records, you know, got got with all the top artists and did all the things the rappers do. Went on tour, made a bunch of money, you know what I'm saying? Did all that, <laughs> got, you know, toured the world, you know what I'm saying? And drank a lot of champagne, made a lot of music, made a lot of money, you know what I'm saying? No doubt, no doubt. Now, yeah. you know, I know you, like I said, man, you, you've been in this game, you, you've been a, a fan of the culture for a very long time. So you've seen a lot. You've also been in the game, the music game for, for, for quite some time. So you know with all that said man you know talk about some of the changes uh that you have seen and uh you know how have you used those changes uh to to benefit you and to catapult you as far as uh your career um changes the biggest change is just digital getting in front of hard copy mm-hmm. uh forward facing you know uh applications that that allow that allows a lot of the performers to get direct access to the listeners okay. cutting out that cutting out that middleman that record label piece i think that's the that's the biggest change mm, I can think mm. of. 
Um, I remember RZA came to the studio one time and he and, and he was talking to us and he was like, yo, he said, um, he reached in his pocket. This is like oh six type yeah. way. Damn, so this seven. before this before that absolute greatness album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. went in his pocket and put and pulled out a flash drive. Mm. And he looked right at me, he said, Yo, this the future of music. We were talking about the future, me being young and trying to do this the future. He showed me a flash drive. So this the future of music. And they, it was, everybody was in the room. He said, yo, it's no longer going to be, you know, vinyl and cassette and CD. It's going to be on here. He had the foresight. The yeah. Vision. Yeah. That's why he Bobby Digital. You know what I'm saying? Like he said, <laughs> everything is going to be, it's the future of the music. And I knew what he meant, but I didn't know what he meant. You know what I'm saying? And sure enough, man, like fast forward a couple of years later, like a CD was a novelty. You know what I'm saying? Everything is digital. The streaming platforms became the new storefronts. Yeah, you know, people yeah. used to, you know, of course, go through a record label and got your distributors and put them in all of the top stores, or you got people just selling out the trunk or selling on the phone right. or hustling right. ACDs. But now there's this new digital marketplace. It's the biggest right. store in music, you know, and, and that's your Spotify's and that's your, you know, and that's your Apple Music's and that's your, you know, Amazon and your Google Plays and your titles. Like that's it's the biggest storefront. So I think that's the biggest, the biggest change. I remember him saying that. And right before CDs became obsolete, I put right. out an EP called Never a Dull Moment. It's like 09, like 2010. Mm-hmm. And that was the first for us and the people that I know. It's the one with, uh, with, with uh, Lee, Lee uh, Bannon. With Lee Bannon. Shout out to Lee Bannon. Out of Sac- Shout out to Sacramento, too. All my fam out there. Sac Town. That was the first that I know of. The first direct to digital only project that came out from the space gotcha. that i was operating in we never even did a hard copy for that project now what I remember, were you, were you I'm, still on were you still on asylum one asylum yeah, at the time? yeah but i did it on my own i didn't even i didn't go through the label i just did it okay. and me doing that is the pretty much the model what everybody does today nobody's on a label and see, see that's what i'm talking about man you you like you, it's like it's like you was always ahead of the game man <laughs> always bro always bro like that like that project and I love the fact that it's dated because now nah, we ain't got to argue about this. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's, it's published. Nah, man, right? it's, it's, so, it's, it's still a you know. dope project, though. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is, not the music is dated. I mean, oh, okay. I'm about to say. Pump, <laughs> I mean, no, 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 no. The music, the music is probably better than, than half of the shit you hit. No, no, the best. I'm about to say 85, like 85. <laughs> like come I can on, drop, man. I can drop it right now and yeah. it, 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 it dust niggas, but that it's, ain't the exactly. point. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the, the point I'm making is. That that project has a publishing date. When I say date, okay. it lets you know how long ago I had this idea. You know what I'm saying? Let mm. you know how long ago I was executing this. I idea. got you. I got you. You see what I'm saying? Oh, I've been executing this thing for a very long time. Like mm. you see everybody doing now. Brother, drop an album, six, seven songs on it straight to the digital platforms. That's right. that's that's commonplace. That's what that's what happens now. But mm. I did that back when brothers were still pressing CDs and putting their mixtapes on that piff. See what I'm saying? I, I did it yeah. back then. You know what I'm saying? Like. And did it again and again and again and again and again after that. So this none of this is new for me. I've been pulling money from that digital storefront space. I've been doing that. Okay. I've been leading the pack on that. I've been, my catalog has been sitting in that space. You know what I'm saying? Like now you own you own all your publishing, right? Of course, of course. Yeah, I'm not of surprised. Course I, man. Of course, I, <laughs> yeah. of I had to course take I, the glasses yeah. off on that one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So, but it's been it's been that way. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. Nah, no, not no, not so. not via the the talk. Oh my message! It's a, it's a thing that people yeah. say now to sound cool. I really yeah. do. I really always have. That's okay. Right. 
So, so look, I know, um, you know, we about to get into some money talk, man, and, 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 and some talk about some entrepreneurial, uh, you know, uh, uh, matters and things of that nature, man. But I want to, you know, what was some of the, uh, you know, what, when I look at some of the mistakes of a, a, a lot of these rappers make financially, you know, how would you advise them, man? And what is some good, you know, um, advice that you would give them, give them, man, as far as like, you know, gaining more autonomy over their careers and over their, uh, you know, over their futures? Uh Invest, man, and invest in your passions. Uh, find out where your strong spots are as far as network. Build a network, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Uh, things of that nature. I mean, my, my my first check I got from rap, like my first serious check I got from rap, mm-hmm. I paid for my sister college tuition. Damn. And then the other piece, I went and bought some property. That's the, that's the first thing I did. This is back 06, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like the first thing I did. Damn. Like, I, that's the very first thing I did coming out the door before I did anything. I had some money left over. I went and bought a, I bought a Beamer with the, with the money that was left over. That's, that's I just invested, took care of the fam, and, and, and bought a toy. Like, that's the first thing I did. And then ever since then, I've been knowing, okay, cool, this is residual income. This is something that I you know sat on and got the equity from. Like That was my first lesson in investing. You know what I'm saying? But I still was thinking about music as being, you know, the primary place we could play and get this money out of, you know what I'm saying? And my team, like, now let me, I gotta man. stop you. I gotta, I gotta, yeah. I wanna stop you. There. I wanna, I wanna stop you because, you know, when I look at your career, man, again, there's two, it seems like, again, there's, there's a pivotal point in your career, man, where you once said, I once read or heard or researched, whatever, where you felt that, and I'm paraphrasing, that uh, one asylum, you know, they, they, they did not really see the vision. You know, at, at the time when you was with them, man. And I noticed, I say started, in my opinion, man, started with the, um, you know, that project that you did with Alchemist, the masterpiece, man. It seemed like you, that's when you really started to gain the traction that I've seen that you have maintained today. So, again, can you talk about that time, man? And, and what was it that made you realize uh, that you need, that, uh, you know, that that is something that you, you're, you're about to uh galvanize as far as uh you know putting it all together to move in the direction that you want to uh that the direction that you want to go for sure um see the funny part is if you knew my music before you sing anything with asylum or with dj drama before you see any of that the style of music like the aesthetic it sounds exactly like what i'm making right now it's the, right. it's the same exact music when I was doing it with control on myself, it wasn't worrying about the business and just talking directly to the fans. It sounds exactly like the music I'm making right now. It sounds exactly like the Masterpiece Theater project that you referenced. Like I've been taking the loops and rapping over the loops yeah, and using these yeah. concepts and making these interesting references. All of this shit, this ain't new. This ain't a new me. This is the original me, you know what I'm saying? So when I got a record deal working with DJ Drama, you know that was gangster grills it was it was it was trap driven you see what i'm saying yeah yeah it, it, sonically it sounded yeah different. sonically that that's what it was and that and those were our partners right our partners invested in those type of artists they invested in ugk and boosie and webby and you know and ti and a lot of those artists who had that party trap southern sound that's the machine so all their business partners as far as distribution and radio and press and media they used to provide a certain product. This is what they. This is the kind of music that they push. The only artist I seen at the time that was making something comparable to what I was making was Lupe. 
Mm. And I told that, and I told everybody in the building, I told drama, I told my brother, I told a couple of, you know, uh, reps and personnel people at a, at a, at Asylum and Warner, I'm telling everybody, because in the building, it was Warner, Warner, the Warner building had Atlantic and Asylum in it. So we go and do our business with Atlantic for drama, and then we go downstairs and do my business with Asylum, and then you go down, but you know, so we was always back to back, and I'm in the office telling everybody like, yo, you hear this music that y'all like, I got a deal from this music. Let's continue to make this music, this is how I got a deal, you know what I'm saying? But they thought it was a better fit to conform to what the machine was already pushing. When I say they, I mean my team, right? My management and the label itself. Right. They know they can hit up Rap City or hit up the deal and give them something with, you know, with Gucci on it or, you know, or, or Boosie on it or somebody exactly. like that. And exactly. it's already, the machine is already used to that. They right. didn't want to halt the machine and change the oil and put a new type of oil right. in the machine. Right. I get it, you know what I'm saying? So it was like either go this direction or don't do nothing, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or just run the risk of putting it out under the machine and understanding that it becomes a less than a you know performing project because the machine wasn't ready to carry it. So we so we found what I what I considered a, a, a compromise, a happy medium. But I think that's the music you're talking about with DJ yeah. Drama Project and all of that. Mm-hmm. I think, but that wasn't me, that wasn't my music. It's kind of like Rizza had the uh the, we love you, Rakeem. Yeah, 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 or how yeah, you know, how the lock say the shiny yeah, suit era, whatever, yeah, whatever yeah, it may be. You know what I'm right, saying? Like nah, or, or Jay Z, the Hawaiian selfie era. He came with Jazzo with the Hawaiian shirt on. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Like yeah. doing that song, but yeah. but but if you, if you listen to Jay Z before and after that, that's the Jay Z you know today. You know what I'm saying? Exactly, nah. I was in the same position. The machine is bigger than me. It's bigger than Nino Brown. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> the machine is bigger than me. So I but know what I'm saying. But could you agree with me or kind of agree with me, man? Like, to me, it seemed like when you dropped that project with the Alchemist, man, like, to me, that the, the, the music that you made before that was solid. But it seemed like people started to get become more aware, like more aware of, of, of your movement and what your, um, you know, what you what you represent, what you symbolize, man. Of and it seemed I- like that traction, you you have maintained that to this day. I appreciate that, bro. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you, hundred percent. But I think it's because Alchemist is a is a is a he's a, he's a pillar. He's a he's a big fixture in that type of music in that sound. Right. But you got to know, Alchemist didn't just do that record because I was at home asleep and he came woke me up to do the record. Like I was making music to get to get his attention to even do that album. You see how what I'm saying? Like, how, did I, how did y'all put that together? How did you link with? Uh, yeah, Alchemist? never a dull moment. You know, the, the project I was telling you about did with Lee Bannon, like that yeah. project. Uh, we had that album done and it hadn't came out yet. My man Lee Bannon, he was running with Planet Asia at the time out in Cali. And PA's from North Cali, from Fresno, and Bannon's from Sacramento. So, you know, they're, they're neighbors in that respect. And uh, they went down at, uh, Bannon went to LA to go get up with PA, and then PA took him over to Alchemist Crib. Bannon, okay. incredible producer, and Bannon played Alchemist, uh, never a dull moment. Okay. And I was, they was over there. They called me on the phone, like, "Yo, Al, loving this man's crazy." Al, like, "Yeah, man's dope." Like, "Yeah, good looking." And then I did an album after that, um, called "The Fly 2. Fly Two Point Oh. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Fly Two. Then when I did the Fly Two, I called Al. I said, "Yo, I want to get you on here. I want to, I want you to rap on this joint that Lee Bannon did." And he rap, he rapped on the joint. It's called uh toxic. It's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Mm. It's funny because everybody using that toxic word now, using that word a lot. <laughs> but but that was the album. Yeah. That, that was the record on the album. And then we did Toxic. And then um I think we did like I forgive me a couple. I did a couple of albums after that. You and did a lot of albums, like, man. You was yeah, a lot of albums. 
And then I was like, yo, come to LA, let's, let's cook up a plate. I flew right out there and then we, we knocked it out. But I think to your point, that's when a lot of people uh, got a chance to see and hear it for themselves. Like Al just got an ear, Al, right. Al can pick it out. He, he, yeah. you know, he can pick it all the haystack. He heard me in the haystack, I was like, oof, let's go. You know what I'm saying? And when he did that, everybody saw it and heard it because of how big he is, you know what I'm saying? To the coach, how important he is to the coach. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, I, I totally agree with you. But just saying all that to say, yeah, man, like, I'm now, like, so <laughs> whole nother, this is different now, man. It's way so, different. So, so, like, so look, different. Let, let me, let me, I'm gonna, let me, let me, let me talk. Let's talk about some more about this music, man. Because again, when I see, when I watch interviews, man, you know, that you do, man, I feel like people don't go into this catalog. And I, we're not going to go over every album. We, we ain't got time for all that. But what I do want to talk about is your relationship one of, with one of my favorite producers, man. And I think you know who I'm talking about. 2017. 2017, you linked up with V Don. You did Deutschmarks Part One, which was yeah. followed by Blue Notes, Heather Gray, and, Do- and Deutschmarks Two from last year. So yeah, yeah. talk about that, man. Because I feel like you was one of them. Er- you was one of those artists that was working with V Don. You know, uh, before a lot of guys start. You know. Uh, realize, man, how dope this brother was, man. Yeah, and talk yeah. about him and talk about how, uh, you know, um, why do you guys have such great chemistry, man? Talk about that. For sure. Um, v Dawn is probably on every album I put out that that hadn't featured one single producer. So, like, V Dawn right. is on the fly, the fly too. I was saying about what Alchemist <laughs> is on there. V Dawn produced Friends and Money with me and Corey Guns. So, me and V Dawn been working since way back then. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then V Dawn is on, he's on the Cure. He's on that album. Uh, v Dawn yeah. is on the Fly Three. Uh, v Dawn is on Aquamarine, like two mm. times. Like, you know what I'm saying? So V Dawn is on every album I've I've, I've put out since right. I started really doing my own thing aside yeah. from the affiliate stuff. You know what I'm saying? Um, it was just a matter of time before we sat down and did a whole plate. Uh, and that was Deutschmarks. I'm gonna tell you what's funny about Deutschmarks was. I was like one foot in the music, one foot out the music at the time because that's mm. when I started really in, investing in things back, you know, back in Grand Rapids. You know, okay. at the time, yeah, I started this merchandising line called GRUSA, and we became the premier merchandising line for the city. We had contracts with the city planner, with the city commissioner, with the city attorney, with the mayor, wow. with the public school systems. We had these big government contracts doing merchandising for the city. So we were just on a, on a cusp of really just. I was gonna just you know focus more of my attention on that, but all the same time, V Don was like, "Yo, man, you gotta put some music out, man. They wanna hear you. They wanna hear you." And I, I was doing a film, so I put a film out. It was called The Fly. You know what I'm saying? I was where I wrote the film, funded it. You know, I mean, co-produced it, starred in it. You know what I'm saying? All that. So I'm doing movies and doing. Mer- I'm getting into some other things at the same time. My man telling me, "Yo, let's get out. Let's let's pull this pull these resources." And buy these real estate, buy these buildings up in the town. Mm. So we started thinking about real estate, and he like, yo, let's um, my man Joe, so he was like, yo, let's um, get, let's get a restaurant, a bar, or something. Let's just get a liquor license spot. And he was saying all these things, you know what I mean? So I was getting further and further away from sitting down writing raps. You know what I'm saying? I remember you had this one line, man, on uh, the Black Sinatra. I don't know if you remember when you were like, y'all like, you was like, man, fuck rap, man, let's flip these houses. That's what I'm talking about. That's exactly what I'm talking about. And I think that's, that's all that, 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 that Deutschmark project. That's what I'm telling you. So yeah. that's what I was doing when I was writing Deutschmarks. Like that, it was really, we was really getting it, getting it going. In that space, when when be done, I got my man jokes on the, on the line saying, "Yo, yo, yo! All we gotta do is da da da. We can go get this, go get this that." 
And my guy Vidal on the line, like, yo, man, all you gotta do is just send me a couple verses, man. We can do that. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> so, so, it's like, how, so, so talk to me, man. I'm how, like how, this. Like, how, was you you able to, how was you able to how was you able to balance that, man? Like, and you switch which you not only how were you able to balance that back then, but you continue to do it now because we bought yeah. the I wanna we bought to get into these 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 business ventures, man. But how do you yeah. do that, man? Because I'm I'm legitimately an entrepreneur and an artist. Wow. And that's just that's just the space that I operate in. Like it's it's a sincere passion of mine. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I consider myself a startup entrepreneur. I see things a mile away. I know if I put a little bit into that, by the time it gets closer to you, it'd be it'd be bigger than life. You know what I'm saying? I, I know that. And I'm also a, a passionate artist as well. I can't go too long without putting out no music. I can't go too long without recording or just right. sitting down and writing a rap. I be stuck in traffic writing songs on my phone. Like I just. I'm gonna always rap. I'm gonna I'm be 100 years old. I'm always, I'm always be <laughs> because it's it's therapeutic for me. I don't care yeah. who listen to or who don't. I don't care. Okay. What, what I don't care. Like it's, it's it, at, yeah. at some point, at some point, it becomes a therapeutic thing for me. Like mm. so I'm gonna just do it because, and I and I and I and I'll be damned if I don't come out here and just show off every now and I'll be looking at these guys <laughs> and they're not that good. You know what I'm saying? Like they're not that talented. <laughs> Like yeah. yo, like like most of them not that talented. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So I be the, like, yo, the bar has been lowered. Yeah, like, like I'm talking about even the ones y'all think is good ain't good. Like you know what I'm saying? Like you ain't gotta tell me, fam. I already get it. Like even the ones y'all think, <laughs> even the ones y'all think is good ain't that good. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so so I, I ain't talking about the other guys who we know that that. Oh, ain't oh right, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Some yeah. some of them guys I listen to because I want I want to dance, have a good time too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I want the ladies yeah. and the ladies might right, like right, it. Right, right, right. I, I right. want my son and my son might like it, and yeah. I appreciate it for those reasons. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about the guys that y'all think are comparable to me. That y'all think <laughs> yo talk your shit. Yeah, so that alone yeah. will keep me constantly just demonstrating. Yeah. I did a record. Yeah. I, I when my man Hush, I was like, yo, how many times must I demonstrate? Like, yeah. I just started it like that because that's how I sincerely feel. Like, I gotta do this again, man. Y'all gonna make me do this again and again and again and keep showing y'all. All right, cool. You know what I'm saying? No problem. You know what I'm saying? I, I can do this forever. You know what I'm saying? And I yeah. think that's exactly what I'm saying. So I'm able to just do it because I, I I feel like I feel like I'm the best at what it is I do. You know what I'm saying? So I gotta constantly just remind, constantly demonstrate, constantly exercise my muscle. I gotta just do that. So I'm gonna yeah. always make the music because of that. But as far as these businesses, that's just it's just super lucrative, man. I get a rush out of that. It's 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 like we we talk we about sat, it. We sat and took a what they call a dead space. Uh it's a it's a uh like a landmark building, historical building in my town called the Layard <laughs> Building. Um it's owned by some of the top investors in the city. Uh they have a space underneath that was it was an old bar. Uh, years ago, and it's been unoccupied for years, almost 10 years now. Not only was that space unoccupied, but just downtown in my city, there hasn't been a Black-owned business downtown Grand Rapids in like 12 years, 13 years. Okay. At the time when we decided to get this spot, do a whole demolition, new plumbing, new electrical, all the wiring, Cable, everything brand new, the HVAC, all that. New equipment, new flooring, new lights, everything. And turn it from a rubbish spot, what they call the dead space, to what would be Ambiance GR. Uh, lounge, nightclub, full restaurant, dance floor, full kitchen. Uh, mm. Me and my partners, you know what I'm saying? 
first African-American on building downtown in over a decade. You know what I'm saying? Like, but talk about that's, that, brother. That's, so something, like, that's something I'm doing as I'm putting out Deutsche Marks. You know what I'm but, saying? As I'm putting but, out. But, but Willie, what I, what, 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 what I want to know and where a lot of the fans want to know, because I'm hearing everything that you're saying, man, and it's beautiful what you got going on, but I'm trying to figure out where did this come from? Because this type of mentality, man, you don't hear and you don't see from a lot of artists, man. You was doing this shit 10 years ago. So when, right. where did this come from? Where did you get the, vi- you know, how did this vision come about? I told you as a kid, I got my first rap check, what I did. When I bought a, bought a property. Like I grew up in a family of go-getters. Like everybody around me, whether it's my, my parents or my brother, or, you know, my other younger brother, my younger sister, everybody, my cousins, they been, okay. been, this is what we've been about. Mm. Like we're, we're like black Kennedy's where I'm from. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like my, like I've come from a legacy of people who've been having shit mm. been doing shit and, and shifting you know what i'm saying i knew when it was my turn i gotta i gotta top what i've seen you know what i'm saying like my mm. like i said my brother ben had jewelry and benzes and luxury cars and cribs and ben did all that stuff you know what i'm saying like yeah. like like you know my parents my dad hustled and i see my dad do all kind of things make all kind of money like yeah, my cousins all in here, man, i mean everybody around me been having man i, right, I, I right, come from yeah. a hustling family that's what we do like you know what i'm saying and and this and this is you, know, you can ask around the town, they tell you like anybody that, that got my blood in their veins got shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's and that's what it is. So that's where it comes from. It's hereditary. You know, we're we gonna get it. You know what I'm saying? I just knew my passion as an artist had me focusing on music. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And my man Joe's called me like, yo, man, the music, you're killing it. Another crib, I see you, another chain, I see you, another car, I see you. But yo, you need to take some of that capital and invest it back in the town because at home. It's a lot of opportunity. I live in Atlanta. It's a lot of well to do up, you know, up upward black people. I, 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 I lived in Atlanta for, for five years. Yeah, yeah. I'm, like, I'm in Florida right now. You see me on the beach right now. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I'm in Florida. Man, I yeah. thought you was in Morocco or something, man. Nah, nah, nah. I'm in Florida on the beach right now. But yeah. saying all saying all that to say where I come from, our our community, we need a shock to the system to say, hey, I know a lot of guys who had opportunities, who had capital. Probably went to jail, came home, and now they starting all over again. I know a lot of guys who didn't take their money and do the right things with it. You know what I'm saying? Young guys and older guys. You know what I'm saying? I, I vowed to never be that kind of person. But I always started to be me moving in some bigger city. You know what I'm saying? Being on, on, on the ocean, doing something like I'm doing right now. But my man was telling me, nah, it's blue collar time. You know what I'm saying? We can take what you can get in Miami or what you can get in Atlanta. You can get three of those in Grand Rapids. You see what I'm saying? And he was right. I took the yeah. same money I would have spent on doing a restaurant in Atlanta and did a restaurant, a spirits company, and another property in Grand Rapids. You see what I'm saying? Like, it's the same thing. You know the thing that's so interesting? You know, you know, a lot of, not that many brothers as such as yourself, man, have, have been fortunate to have people to be able to, you know, instill that type of uh, information in them, man. And it makes me think, like, why isn't this stuff taught in school, man? Because I look at, oh, you know, man. I look at brothers such as yourself, man, diversifying your portfolio. We about to we about to really get into it, man. But man. don't you think that's something, man, that we need to, you know, that something that needs to be taught more, especially within the black community? Absolutely. I think um I agree with that so much. I'm trying to really I wouldn't say the word community sounds broad, bro. It needs to be taught at home to our children at the dinner table. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. It needs to start there. Uh yeah. to our children uh as we ride through our neighborhoods, you know what I'm saying? To our children as you know, 
as we have these leisure conversations. I think right. that's something we need to instill in the babies yeah. Yeah. Um, before we rely on the schools to teach them that. Right? A thousand, thousand percent. Or, or rely on a rapper on a no. fucking streaming platform to teach them that. You know what I'm saying? Or, or rely on someone who doesn't have their best interest in mind to give them the guidance on how to do that. You know what I'm saying? I think we need to start having these conversations among our family. So if it's you and your uncle and your cousin or your brother or your sister, part of me or your aunt, and you know she got a business right. and, and he do what he do in the neighborhood, he got a little money, you know what I'm saying? And he about to go to college and da da da, da. Right. How can we triangulate that and make that become, you know, a family business of sorts or at least a pool where we all invest our resources and go buy us some shit and turn it around? I think these are the conversations we need to start having with our families first, our friends and our close people that we see every single day. If we can get together and party, if we can get together and bullshit and have fun, we should be able to get together and do some business at nice. some point. You know what I'm saying? Now to kick it a step further, yeah, I think the schools definitely should teach that. You know what I'm saying? I went I went to one of the best schools in the city when I was young. You know what I'm saying? I went to college and did all of that. The things that actually, what, that's, what that taught me was, you know, culture and engagement and social skills and shit like that, Net, building networks and shit like that. But the information, I didn't learn at school. You know what I'm saying? The information I learned from just living life. And I think there's a lot of space and a lot of opportunity that you can put those things into the school system, especially uh, in low-income, high-risk communities. You know what I'm saying? Like, we could we could really do that. We could use that. But, you know, I try not to preach and, you know, and, 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 and make the situations, make these conversations boring. But I put nah, that nah, in my music. Nah, this is why, this why you all here, man. This yeah, is why this is why sure. this is why it's an honor to have you on this platform, man. Because uh, you know, we could talk about all the chains, all the cars, all this other shit. Yeah, yeah, you know, but, but sure. you know, we we you know, we men of a certain age, man. So yeah, it yeah, comes exactly. a time, man. It 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 comes a time where you know it's level up, man. This it's, it's game time, it's time to level yeah. up. And and I love sure. one thing I love about you and I love about your message, you know, it's all about leveling up. It's not about down looking down at nobody. But it's like, man, hey, look, let's 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 uh cultivate this thing, man, and 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 come together. We have For opportunities, sure. man. And let's and let's sure. build. I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not doing this to show off or the style. It don't come off, it, it don't come off that way. That's yeah. not what I'm doing it for. I'm 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 hoping I can inspire, I'm hoping I can teach. Um right. I'm, I'm I'm hoping I can just ah become, you know, I want to be a voice for people to know that, you know. It comes to a certain point where we got to pivot, man. Got to yeah. pivot. You know what yeah. I mean? I, I, I know a lot of guys, man, who got money off the street. And I see them today, and it's like, what happened? They start all, all over. They start all over again. Now you're now you 40, 50 years old starting over, though. Yeah. I knew yeah. you was 21, 22, and you really had shit. Yeah, I know. That could, you could have bought this whole strip. Could have bought, bought this whole complex, right? You could have bought yeah. that yeah. building, that building. You could have got with a cup between both of y'all. I know y'all had it. Y'all could have, you know what I'm saying? And man, listening like, to like, you, listen, listen like, to you. Like, go ahead, my bad. I oh, oh, we, oh, we doing it now. Oh, we go doing ahead. it now. Oh, <laughs> we, we doing all that now. I'm doing nah. it. Like I don't know somebody else. I'm doing it. But I'm just trying to say, it wasn't my time back then. I was right, a kid. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I know guys are older than me. Yeah. When they had their chance, they didn't. They didn't do that with the resources. They, they didn't capitalize. You know Nah, they ain't play ball like that, bro. And I think like that's one thing I'm like I'm not I'm not gonna drop the ball in that respect, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So we got like Spirits Company, Mo J Spirits, right? Talk about it. Talk about that, so, man. So I'm, I'm this this is like this is like the other alternative thinking. So a couple friends of mine um in the town, 
had a, had a relationship with a company called St. Julian. It's Michigan's biggest winery, right? It's the biggest, foremost winery, winery in the entire state. They, it's a legacy family company. They go back to prohibition days with Al Capone. Mm. Uh, my business partner at St. Julian showed me a picture and I have it in my phone of his great grandfather with Al Capone like this Shit. on the arm smoking a cigar. Yeah, so yeah. they was doing anything from way back then. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Legacy company. They reached out to a friend of mine to get in touch with me via the music. Now, this is where hip hop is important now. Via the music to be an ambassador for their wines and their products that they make. Okay. Um, I was going on my way down there to have a conversation with them and see what that was like to be an ambassador, like to endorse it, kind of like what Rick Ross does for Bel Air or what you right, right. guys do for certain, you know, certain spirits. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One of those deals where I put it in my music videos, I put it in my pictures, and I, you know, do I throw parties and things of that nature. Like Ciroc and Diddy and shit like that. That's a little bit different. I, but I'll, but I'll, I'll, explain, I'll explain the difference to you in a second. I'll explain the difference to you in a second. My man jokes, I called him, I said, yo, dogs, how about I not be an ambassador? How about me, you, my man Jamil? These are my business partners. We own things together. We do startups all the time. So how about we just come up with, a, with a, our own liquor company? And make them our partner. Now I got this model from the record business. Why not be Rockefeller and just do a deal with Dev Jam instead mm. of signing the Dev Jam? You know what yeah, I'm saying? Like yeah. they wanted, they wanted to sign me. Like you know what I'm saying? Right. How about we just do our own thing? We be Rockefeller and we mm. just use them for P and D. You know what I'm saying? They can package it up and distribute it for us. Mm. We Partners. we do all. Yeah, be, be a partner instead of working for them. How about we be a partner? I like that. Everybody, everybody agreed. My man Jamil went ran some numbers. I went home, I designed some art. My man Jokes did some research, called a couple stores, a couple people, da-da-da. Got a whole business plan together. Mind you, we don't tell them this. We get in the car, they drive, they driving us down there. And my man, he kind of nervous, the guy that was driving us, him and his partner from St. Jude, they kind of nervous because this is this is a big deal for them to bring yeah, in yeah. a rapper, you know what I mean, to come represent this family legacy brand. They got soccer moms in these white towns as their primary base. You're going to just slap mm. a rapper in front of the brand. How is that, <laughs> that going to work? And you go to my right, music, right. talking about some real things in my yeah. music. Yeah, okay. Yeah, how, how, that, how that's going to work. So on the way down, I pass on my phone. I said, check this out. Scroll to the, you know, scroll up. Look at this. A whole business plan, boom, 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 numbers, visuals, designs, concepts, people we reached out to, networks. And mind you, we already got businesses in the town. We got ambiance coming. We got GRUSA coming. We got real estate. We got startups. We got we do incubation for, for uh, other black companies to get the money, start their companies up. We do programming to give uh, young people um, access to tech training to go get jobs. People coming home from jail, get them tech training. We do programming down here in Atlanta, in Atlanta too. So like I, they know what we do. The portfolio is vast. They see what we give them. I said I'd rather be a partner than to work for you guys, and we'll still eat together. He shows it to his boss when we get down there. He goes upstairs. He come back down less than thirty minutes and say, "Let's do it." That fast. So now we go from having an opportunity to be an ambassador to being a full fledged business partner. With wow. the biggest winery in this in the state of Michigan, three hundred locations through the Midwest. Just signed a Fortune five hundred, uh, signed yeah. a deal with a Fortune five hundred company, Meyer. Meyer is a Fortune five hundred Fortune five hundred grocery store out of the Midwest. Sixty locations with them from Grand Rapids to Detroit, the entire state. Fastest growing craft spirits brand in the entire region. The only African, well, the fastest growing African American craft spirits brand in the entire region. 
<clears throat> I mean, that's like two years. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're just seeing those opportunities, man, and, and setting them on their side and then approaching them. You see what I'm saying? So let me ask and you this. Been doing. <clears throat> let me ask you this. You know, when I look, a lot of, look at a lot of rappers, man, I see a lot of dope talent, man, such as yourself. I see a lot of guys that's in your lane that's doing their thing right now, man. But what separates you from them, from what I see, is the way that you market yourself. So what would you advise, man, for a lot of these artists, man, that's just relying on the music, man? Because it seems like... You know, the there's a ceiling as far as making money in music today. Yeah, um, I can't I can't speak the hustle into everybody. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just got to be in you. You got you got to want more than that. I don't like to see people learn uh, from a mistake or make a move. I should say out of desperation instead of right. passion because they know this is gonna work. I've been fortunate to make a lot of moves, not because I was desperate, but not because I failed and had to find some way to figure it out. Like, so I try to, you know, tell people all the time, man, like, you know, just all you're gonna do, we 50 years old, still just waiting to get, you know what I'm saying? A feature from a rapper and like, you right. know, like, it, it, it don't, wait it don't, on this. And that's others? the thing, that's the thing, man. It looked like a lot of these artists, man, you know, I don't think they realize, man, that a 50 year old rapper, man, it just don't, it, it ain't the same, man. It ain't the same. I'm going to tell you, rap is like, for the young boys. It's, man. it's for the young boys. It's for the young boys. And I'm trying to tell you, the, the, the best way to still contribute to the culture is if you can be whole and contribute to the culture. You don't want to be the old guy still trying to be as hip as the young guy. You don't want to do crazy. that. It looks you crazy. You see what I'm saying? You want to be, you, you be the man. old guy. The OG. You know what I'm saying? The OG. The OG. The OG. The OG. But you, but yeah. you gotta, but you gotta have OG credentials. You gotta That's have facts. OG holdings. Exactly. You have to have a lot OG of people. Strengths. A lot of, lot of, lot of these guys, man. They think because they're older, that makes them OGs. Bro, you just old. You just old. Just old. Ain't no G about it. You just old. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, and I, and I, and I just know. I learned my lesson just coming up through the through the music, seeing guys. Like nah, the light ain't gonna always be on in, in that room. You know what I'm saying? Right, like right, you got right. you got like the whole house up. You know what I'm saying? And you can turn that light off in that room, and then you you, you go in there whenever you feel like. I can rap whenever I want. And I'm talk about I, that. Cause I, I heard I, you mention that before, man. I, I, I only rap because I'm nice, bro. I do business <laughs> for a living. I don't rely right. on rap money. Yeah. Like I don't like I don't I don't. That's not what I do. Like you know what I'm saying? Like I only rap because I love it. I rap because I'm 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 nice, bro. I'm nice. <laughs> that's the reason why I rap. You know, that's the main reason why I rap. But what I, I but what I thrive when I wake up every day, the conference calls, the zooms, the, everything I be on the flights, I catch the people I go meet is to do legitimate business. We just signed off on opening a lounge in Ghana, in God, Africa. So, in the, hey man, in that, we, I was just about to ask you about. I seen that on the Instagram page, yeah. man, and talking yeah. about the, 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 the disappear and and I'm just like, man, I comment. Yeah. This is when I like I, this is when I comment under that, and I was like, "Brother, this is major, man. Right. How did y'all put that together, man? Because I'm, brother, mm -hmm. not, you know, through the music, you have influenced me, man. But right there, man, that's really just making me, brothers such as myself, man, really want to level up, man. Like I'm, I'm so yeah. proud, I'm so proud of you, man, for that one right there, bro. Thank you, brother, I appreciate that. Yeah, man. It just like I said, it's about aspiring for the next thing. Uh, I got some partners." Uh, my man Marcus Taylor is a good friend of mine. We did some business down in the islands, down in St. Lucia and Martinique. He was doing some things down there a few years ago. And um, he told me, he said, man, he wants to run these plays internationally. And he said, I'm going to be in touch. We, we did our thing down there and it was open and shut business down there. He popped up recently, like maybe in the last year. 
like, bro, I'm out here in Ghana now. You know what I'm saying? And the market out here is beautiful. It's a beautiful country, beautiful people. The community is thriving. The things that you do with business from O2VJ and ambiance and the music and everything you're doing, you say like, they will love you over here. You should come over here and invest in the community here, provide some opportunity for the community here. I said, you get, get an idea, let me know what you want to do. You know what I'm saying? And he called me. He said, man, y'all got this piece over here, access to this building if y'all want to buy into it. And um, do sort of a like, like a lounge bar club spot out, you know. I think it'd be great for y'all because you already got things going on over in the states. I was like, Yeah, let's right. do it. So I called my man, I you know, talk to my team, see what we're gonna do. And I think the best idea was for us to take the Motu VJ brand, not the actual champagne, but the brand itself, right? right. And let's be right. and let's be let's be clear. I want to clear this up too. That's what I'm gonna tell get back to you about Motu VJ is not just uh, a product, it's a company. So under our company, we got champagne, we got vodka, we got two wines coming out this summer, and I'm going to do a beer, I think, the winter of this year. So we got product lines. So it being a brand, I'm going to lend the brand over to Ghana, and we're opening up a nightclub over there, full kitchen, dance floor, restaurant, DJ, VIP, in Accra, uh, Osu, which is the party district over there in Ghana, and they're throwing tons of money around in Ghana right now to put that life in it. And I'm going to have to come out there, man. You got to. And why is it most for me? Because we talk about this, this great return, this beyond return concept, mm. where West Africa, the Gold Coast 400 years ago, is where the slave, the Atlantic slave trade started. The disappointment. So yeah, the whole diaspora. So we do left. Diaspora. I don't know why I yeah. pronounced that word. Yeah, diaspora. <laughs> diaspora. So we are, oh, it's all good, bro. So we all, we all left West Africa. To go populate the, the Caribbean and populate the states, you know what I'm saying, and you know work as slaves, even though we were kings and queens, you know what mm. I'm saying. Mm. Now, reclaiming ourselves on the territory on the turf throughout the entire diaspora, these kings and queens are returning back to the motherland. That's what's up. That's what's up. To pull our brothers and sisters up there and have them join us in what we're doing, and we want to join them in what they're doing. So, Motu uh, Lounge, Motu Bar and Grill. Will be opening up, opening up this year, man. It's just an extension of what we're doing here in the states, over in the motherland. I'm gonna book some artists and fly the guys I like. You know, a lot of those guys we're talking about, a lot of those younger acts for the, you know, for the parties and get them guys over there and get them paid. And a couple of guys from the cloth and get them busy over there and fly the ladies over there that, that model and do appearances and you know and bridge that gap and bridge the diaspora. I want people when you're coming from Miami, you're coming from Atlanta, you're coming from New York, you're coming from Chicago, Detroit, L.A. I want you to go to our spot as you know, yeah. like the place where you where you check in at and have a great time, and it will show you around. You know, Ghana. Yeah. I want to be that report. You know what I'm saying? I want to be that yeah. that 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 bridge for the gap. You know what I'm saying? Now that's what's up, man. So you know, you also you know you um you was a co-executive producer, man, of the uh you know the I two uh you know uh, Sing America Links to Hughes uh yeah you know project man talk about that man because again man there's a lot of you you got your hands in a lot of different endeavors for somebody to put out uh the output uh of music that have the catalog that you have man i've never seen somebody who uh an, an artist man that's not jay-z <laughs> or nas you know that has the portfolio yeah. man because you got me yeah. leveling up man and i really like <laughs> after this interview if you got the time i want to build because i got i got you know i got a little got some coins myself for sure, you for sure. So, 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 talk about that as well, man. About that, you know, that links the Hughes project, man. Yeah, I, um, I, I, you know, I learned, I learned from those guys. I learned from studying Jay Z and studying Nas and studying Diddy and studying the, you know, the big dogs. I try to, you know, duplicate the moves 
every chance I get, you know what I'm saying? Whether it's the film or whether it's a business or whatever, even even the tech platform radiator that we got. Mm. You know, I, I'm I'm modeling that off of what Jay Z did with Title. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like uh, other than Jay Z, I'm probably the only hip hop artist who owns a DSP. Other than who? Me. Like you know what I'm saying? Like people don't know, put, man. So to even put myself in that conversation is like this is me modeling myself after what after what they're doing. You know what I'm saying? Not I know people model them themselves after them as rappers. But are you modeling them as business people? Business are you modeling, you know, as businessmen? You know what I mean? I just stand up, respect, respectful, respectful guys in the business. Like, but yeah, as far as the Lansing Hughes project, yeah, um, it's an opportunity, man, to be uh, a producer on that film and represent for the generation, represent for the hip hop culture. Uh, it was it was an idea that came about um, from the Malcolm X film that Spike Lee did. I think the reason why the film did so good back in the 90s was that Spike was deliberate about allowing hip hop to be the vehicle by which that film got out to the people. Oh, hell yeah, hell yeah. It wasn't so scholastic and academic. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't something where the intensity of it was scare away the young people. And the he, made it, people. He, he made it cool. He made it cool. He, he made it synonymous to what was going on in hip hop. You remember at right. the time, everybody had an X hat on. X, X jacket, X jacket. yeah, forty eight gives in the mule jacket. They, you yeah, know, like yeah. the, it, the little the medallion with the X yeah, on it. That like he made it synonymous to the culture. Mm-hmm, and I think mm-hmm. the, the the ease that they had was that the music represented that anyway. Whether it was like a brand newbie, or whether it was like a public enemy, or whether Hell it was, yeah. like, it was already S Clan, it was already ready for that conversation. I think okay. now the music isn't as Afrocentric, but but. What's going on in society with social economics? What's going on race relations? What's going on? You see, you turn the TV on, or you turn, you get on your phone, you see the news. What's going right. on with you know in our community as far as police brutality and disenfranchisement and, and and black enterprising? All these things now we have a new note. It's a new flavor to Afrocentric expression. It's new now. Now it's about getting our rights. You know, and now it's about making money. It's about standing up and speaking truth to power. We have we have a new voice now. And what we're doing with the Langston Hughes picture is being the the, the, the connector between the academia and, the, and the, the the rich story of Langston Hughes and his life and times and connecting that with the current climate and temperature of the culture today yeah. for young people, you know what I'm saying, for the hip hop crowd. So yeah. we end up doing we end up doing the soundtrack and we'll put new names and you you'll see a little Dirk or Dave, you'll see, you know, the, the younger guys who come to you, they'll be a part of the of the conversation. Because Langston Hughes, essentially, why I'm so excited about doing that is because he's the original rapper. He's the first African-American to get paid from his poetry. Mm. He, is the, he is the original rapper. Yeah, that Hall so of Renaissance was, was Yeah, was, was he's the face of the Hall of Renaissance, but he was an activist as well. Mm-hmm. He spoke about our situation. He spoke truth to power. He narrated our experience. We about Nas, what I learned from Nas. I learned that from Langston as well. He's narrating the experience. He's talking about what it's like to go to the house and play a number, and then take take the money you made from that, and, and, and go buy some whiskey, and then go throw a party to pay your rent, and then, you know, and, and tell the president, hey, what about our community? We need things for the babies over here where we live at, right. you know, and say, hey, we are beautiful, we are strong, we are connected to our culture, you know. What I mean, slavery and disenfranchisement didn't didn't cripple us, you know what I'm saying? No. So like those narratives were the original narratives of what rap say today, you know what I'm saying? And he got paid for it. So it's good to be a producer on that film. We got uh director Kevin Wilmot who won a Grammy with Spike Lee for Black Klansman. 
He did Chirac, so he's he's a trophy holder. This guy, you know what I'm saying? Mm. A good friend of mine now. You know what I'm saying? He got he got an Oscar, Academy Award. Pardon me, Academy Award, Oscar mm. winner. And then my man, the Tyree Turner, is now a producer on it. His network is crazy. He's you made Tyree Turner from Minister Society. No, the Tyree Turner. Oh, I thought you all okay. I missed no, no, no. He's, you. Okay. he's a producer. He did uh, he did on um, Corks, he did uh, a growing up hip hop. Okay. He really works closely with, with Jamie Foxx. He has a whole incredible network. He, he's, gotcha. and he's, you, My you bad. Hear his name a, ain't nothing. You're gonna hear his name a whole lot more, too. But he's on board as a producer with the film, okay. you know what I'm saying? Okay. And we have access to Langston Hughes' official biographer. So wow. academic, the scholarly piece is going to be crazy. So it's not just cinematography and hip hop. The scholarship behind it is going to be pure, it's going to be potent as well. It's pure. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, excited about that. We've been filming and getting things together. So we'll have that ready really soon. Uh, we, we're locked in with, with, with PBS, but we got a couple other outlets that I don't, don't want to let the cat out the bag just yet. <laughs> but you're going to see it very soon. Absolutely. No doubt, man. So, so look, man, with all that you got going on, man, again, you still continue to give us dope projects, man, dope product, man. And I want to talk about this. I want to shift back to music for a second, man, because to me, sure. you outdid yourself, man. You outdid mm. yourself with your, with, your, with your last project, man. And um, that Capital Gains, man, like that, that oh, project, yeah. brother. I don't even know what to say, man. I'm at a loss of words <laughs> man, for artists, you know, and, and I want to. You know, talk yeah. about that, man. For an artist to been in the game such as long as long as you have, man. You know, you know, with this ageism and hip hop, you continue. You know, artists such as self, man, continue to give us, you know, the, these uh, these monumental uh, bodies of work, man. So, what was it like putting that Capital Gains pro project together, man? Because it's, it's bruh. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> I appreciate amazing. it. Amazing, man. I appreciate it. Really, really proud of that one, bro. Um, I worked on that. Well. I was trying to get to that album all 2020. Um, we had just started really breaking ground on ambiance and getting that demolition project started and building it out. Uh, I spent most of my time focusing on business, the majority of 2020, uh, really last, the end of 2019 going into 2020, we started throwing these big parties and you know getting busy with event planning and uh, locked in with Radiator. Again, I will talk about that a bit. Um, it's my own DSP where we're, we're, we're featuring uh, independent and emerging artists, making them the forefront for streams, wow. uh, collecting publishing dollars, getting them paid, you know what I'm saying? Announcing their venues and their albums and basically taking a, a Spotify and connecting it with like a Google Maps because the app operates based on your location. Oh, so, 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 so if you, you, you fly to DC and get off the plane, you go on Radiator, all the local artists in DC gonna start playing on the, on the playlist. Damn, but it'd be like it's no other it's, it's no other DSP like that though. Now, now you are in your this own is, lane when it comes to that. This right is there, brother. This, to, my, this to, my is, knowledge, to my knowledge. Oh yeah, no, no, no. This this is first of its kind technology. Um, a lot of money went into. Let's just say that a lot of money went into it. But it's not just hip hop. It's all genres. Mm -hmm. So it'd be R and B, folk, country, jazz, blues, metal, whatever. Uh based on the area you're in so you so but you can you can you can minimize you can minimize and you can make it bigger so now you got dc and you got maryland and you got mm. virginia so now all of the artists are playing in that area or you can just shrink it all the way down to pg county you could just do that 
and that's all the artists there. You know what I'm, I'm saying? Yeah. And you can just narrow it down to that, you know. But it's all on your smartphone, and every artist that plays, you can put it like you could do just hip hop or just jazz or just blues, or you could do just jazz and hip hop, or you could just do whatever, or you can exclude, or you can do whatever. But when an artist gets played, we report the publishing. So we tell BMI, ASCAP, CSAC, Sound Exchange that they that they song got played, can they collect? They need to get that bread. They need to get them coins. Get that bread. Get that. Get them coins. So, just to say, I'm working on that. I'm working on ambiance. Moti Vijay was growing. You know what I'm saying? We're still growing. We just locked in them 60 locations with Meyer. I'm doing all. I'm I'm having meetings with. I'm talking about people who distribute through the nation. I'm having people. Mm multi-million dollar you know tech firms and uh, vc firms yes. I mean, talk, talk about that, talk about that. that. The, the, the midwest tech project man because i know For you sure. got some you got some shares in that and i'm just you know i'm just getting to uh you know um uh stocks as as, as we speak for sure you know the Midwest so. tech project is a, um it's an initiative where we provide opportunities for uh underserved communities so whether it's the youth uh who, who from these low-income high-risk areas we provide access to get training jobs in tech. They learn how to do robotics and STEM and things like that. It's free services. They take those skills and build a resume and get internship opportunities, things of that nature. We provide the same thing uh, under auspice. It's called Tech X, another initiative that we do for returning citizens. So if you've been locked up for X amount of years, you come home trying to find employment. Oh, that's what's up. There's, there's still an opportunity for you because you can learn how to code or you can learn STEM. You can learn what robotics and your criminal history will have nothing to do with that because you'll be more qualified than somebody with an MBA to go exactly. get a job. You exactly. see what I'm saying? First-hand well, knowledge. First-hand knowledge. And that's what we're doing with the Midwest Tech Project. I'm also part of another initiative in Atlanta. It's called Navigate. And we provide tech, hospitality, nursing, and education internship and training opportunities for the youth what's called title one schools so these are schools where they where, where the percentage of free lunch may be high or percentage where single family mm. single parent homes may be high you right. know what i'm saying and we get those students and we give them opportunities to learn a trade or learn a job they may yeah. learn how to work in culinary they may learn how to work in uh in tech they may learn how to work in nursing things of that nature they take that and start building up relationships but we got corporate partners on the other side of that that we usher those young people into real actual jobs so you're probably like in 11th grade getting 15 20 an hour working at a site you know, under under tech or working under culinary or something like that. And then on, we go high school what they call go right it? On, to a job. On a job training. On a job training, but you but these are for young people from these right, challenging right. neighborhoods. Exactly. So that they, so that they go right into jobs. You yeah, know what I'm keep, saying? Keep, like, keep, keep, keep them out the streets. Yeah, come on, because you know what's gonna happen. If you're from that experience, you're from that yeah. neighborhood, God forbid, but you might graduate high school, have a baby, catch a case. Now, yeah. now it's gonna be harder for you to find your way. You know what I'm saying? Why not get them set up while they're in high school? Exactly. So they come out of high school, look right into a job. They may not go to college. Right. Everybody ain't college material. Exactly. Everybody ain't everybody ain't street material. Exactly. Nothing worse than somebody waiting until they get grown and start selling dope or start gangbanging. Nothing worse than that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like let's let's provide another opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Saying all that to say, I was doing all of that in 2020, bro, and then the COVID hit. Boom. Right. Had to make the adjustment or whatever, but it sat me at home for a long period of time. And while I'm at home, I just cooked up Capital Games. Like I did that album while I'm at home. So everything I'm talking about on that album yeah. is what the fuck I was really doing for the majority of 2020. I really was doing these things. We really were, you know, doing these startups, starting these businesses, buying these buildings. You know, what I'm saying doing this program to help the youth. We really was doing this shit, like having having the ball and growing our brands and growing our businesses. So everything on Capital Gains is everything I was doing. I think it came out so well because people hadn't heard from me in a little while. 
They just see what I was doing on Instagram. Yes, and I yes. took all of that shit and I put it on the album. You know what I'm saying? And then I you know, mm-hmm. I threw currency in there and the actual Bronson in there and Rock Marcy on there and Alchemist on there. Alchemist, and hell yeah. And Ito and Mother. I put I, I got a cast together to sort of just support me on telling the story of everything I've been working on for the last year. So yeah, I appreciate you checking that out though, man. It's a great album. If you haven't heard it, make sure you go check it. Yeah, sure. y'all need it. Hey, please check out that uh, that Capital Gains. Get the, the you know get the, uh, the 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 hard copy. It's available yeah. on all streaming platforms, yeah. man. That's, hey, that, that's see, amazing. And you, and you see everybody start talking about stocks right after that shit came out. You see that right now? Everybody yeah. went, a day trader. Everybody yeah, went yeah. Hey, hey, I'm not. A, hey, what? I, hey, I just right told after you. it dropped, right? I just everybody, told you. I just told you, man. Hey, you let you listen to that project. <laughs> you start making me level up. I went ahead and got my, got my E Trade account. Got yeah, my Vanguard my yeah. Van account. Start, you know, <laughs> messing around with these S P five hundreds and shit yeah. like that. See, I, I was hoping that that's what I could do if I if I can. Hey, it worked. It worked. It worked. I'm hoping we can do that, bro. That's why you I want. I, I, if I if I if I would have had this platform back then, man, it, I would have loved to have you had you on back then. But <laughs> it's, it's better, better late than never, man. Yeah. For sure, for sure. You know but it's saying? all good, man. Just I just I just want to get a, I just want to get us get our lights on, man. We'll wake us yeah. up a little bit, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Especially yeah. like you said, people like us, we're going into those next those next levels. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's not always about those things. We got those too. We got jewelry and cars too, but it's bigger yeah. than that. You know that legacy, saying? that legacy. I, I remember, yeah. I remember you 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 saying one time, you know, you know, you took your son to, you know, I believe like London or somewhere, man. You you know, like. I, I, took them all, I, took, I took them all through Europe. I took them yeah. to the south of France. We went down to Marseille. Went to uh, went to uh, Monaco. Uh, we went to man, we went everywhere, bro. We went to that's uh, major. That's major, we, man. We went to Barcelona. We got in Barcelona for a couple of days, and we went down to Monaco. Went to, oh, went to Italy. Went to Naples, and man, just showed them around. Went to Rome. Showed them all of the monuments out in Rome. We spent some time out there. I Me mean, just showing them all of these things, you know, but. Also took them to the islands and took them to. I take them. I take them overseas every, before the COVID. It was a regular thing we did every year. We would go to some, right. somewhere, somewhere out, somewhere far. You know what I'm saying? Let me see some things. You know what I'm saying? Like just the broader his horizon. I know what it meant for me to go to New York for the summer. You know, what I, mean? I know what it meant for me to go down down south and stay with my aunt for the summer. I know what that meant and then go back to Grand Rapids with all these all this culture. Right. You know what right. I mean, it's, it's it's a lot of us that aren't coaching black people. You know what I'm saying? That's why I support HBCUs because one thing they always preach was being cultured. You know exactly. what I'm saying? Exactly. Little shit like, like like little shit, bro. Like mandating having to take a swimming class. Mm-hmm. You can't be black 30, 40, 50 years old on the fucking swim. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> yeah. shit like that. So we laughing and it's a thing, but it's very important that yeah, we yeah. become more of a cultured people. When yeah. I say culture, I don't mean we know our experience. Right. Right. We know Africa. We know the corner store. We know hip hop. We know design right, of right, right. We know our right. shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about being a person of this world. You know what I'm saying? And exactly. being the lead because we are, you know what I'm saying, capable to do so. You know what I'm saying? We got, we got a so network. Yeah. We got a network. Yeah, indeed. 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 So look, brother, you know, I'm about to write, you know, we about to wrap this thing up, man. Again, it has been an honor. It's been a pleasure to have you on here, brother. You Salute. know, I mean, just keep doing your thing, man. Is there anything you would like to say before we get out of here, brother? Um, I think I said a lot, man. You know what I mean? I said a lot. You know what I'm saying? But everything is in the music. Everything is on Instagram. Make sure you follow me. Uh, the Willie the Kid. T-H-E-W-I-L-L-I-E-T-H-E-K-I-D. The Willie the Kid. That's Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. If that's what you do. 
Get no with doubt, me. No, no doubt. You about to ask me something? We about to say? I cut no, you I was just about to say. You know, you uh, another project. What's your latest project? You know, I know you got that. Oh yeah, um, and you got, oh, and you got the Deutsche Marks too. Deutsche Marks too. Yeah, make sure you check Deutsche Marks too. Uh, I don't want to let the cat out the bag. I don't know when you, when you dropping this interview. Man, I should probably be dropping probably about two weeks. Okay, yeah, it'll be a new album out about two weeks. Right, like about two weeks. All right, man. It'll well, be, look, it'll be, be, be a new album out about about two weeks. Well, yeah. well, look, I, I, and then I like, and then, and then, and then, and then, and then one more, and then one more after that, like right after that, and then probably one more. I probably, I probably drop three or four albums before the year is out. Okay, okay, that's what's up. That's yeah. what's up. Well, nah, well, and, look. I and I don't gotta record them. I got them done already. By the way, damn, I gotta just drop. It, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's what's up, man. Well, look again, yeah. man. Please like, subscribe to the uh, Bridge in the Generation podcast. More dope content, man. I got the one, the only, Willie the Kid, man. Please check this brother out, man. I hope you guys picked up these jewels from this project, man, because this brother, again, you know, we need we need to we need to preserve artists like him, man, and take note of what this brother's doing, man. So again, thank you, brother. Much appreciation, bro. Appreciate that. All right, man. Everybody get out of here. I'm gonna let you enjoy the rest of your day. Take care. For sure, for sure, peace, bro. Peace, bro. Right, peace. Hey, 